Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Thursday, August 29th, 2019. Man, we're almost out of August. We can't get over how fast this is going. Anyway, this program is present, or meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Then you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. And there's all kinds of information up there. You can order the longevity products that we talk about right from just by clicking on the pictures. And uh, the CTFO CBD oil products are awesome, especially the brand new product that just came out, the 10X Pure uh, Pure Gold Super 1000. Phenomenal pain relief product and anti-inflammatory, totally natural, totally pure, and no one else has it. It has CBDA, which is the best stuff you can get, better than CBD, and no one else has it. So check that out. Also, the Cerule products, especially the Stem Enhance Ultra, that are giving so many people such great results. Uh, those are there for your uh, to look at and give a try. And, of course, the pulsed electromagnetic therapy unit that we talk about on the uh, uh, Trinity of Health under the circulation tab. Just a phenomenal product. Works great. I won't be without mine. And they all work very well individually, but they also work absolutely phenomenally when you put them all together. So check those things out. There's just tons of information there. Take advantage of it. While you're there, you can click the... uh, Uh, radio shows tab and at the top of the page you'll see the archive page for the um, shows that are set up through castbox.fm if you have a smartphone you can download the android or iphone app and put it on the phone log in and from that point on you'll be able to listen to the replays on your phone anytime anywhere in excellent audio quality and if you have the TuneIn app that's t-u-n-e-i-n TuneIn app you can get the free version download it you can also use that to listen to the shows live So between those two apps, you can get all the live shows, you can get the replays, and you can get them on your phone in great quality anytime, anywhere. Fantastic stuff. And it's all free of charge. Take advantage of that. Scroll to the bottom of the page, you'll see the Facebook button, which is kind of dead right now because I'm in Facebook jail for posting something that they claim is hate speech and violating their community standards. Although when other people post it, it's not. That's right. I simply reposted something that someone else had posted, and they didn't get banned for it. I did, and then the other day I was looking, and a buddy of mine had picked up my post and reposted it, and he didn't get banned either. (laughs) That's the wisdom and the brilliance and the common sense of Facebook and the censorship. 
once you get on their list, everything you do is scrutinized, and any chance they have to ding you, they will, so that they can just get rid of you because you're obviously telling the truth, which they don't want to get out. And that's my lot in life, apparently. <laughs> so anyway, I haven't been able to post anything on the Facebook page, but there's still a bunch of stuff up there that is you know good from days gone by. And hopefully, probably by Monday or Tuesday, I should be freed up and out of jail again, and I'll be able to, you know, post until I put something else up there that tells the truth and then they'll ban me for 30 days and I'll probably say goodbye to Facebook at that point. <laughs> Just not worth the hassle. Anyway, um, we also have at the bottom of the page the um, archive or the um, chat room that is set up and I forgot to put my chat room up here. Let me do that right now. Um, bingo, there it is. And uh, that way if you either cannot uh, log call in or if you don't feel comfortable calling into the show whatever the case might be you can use the chat room again free of charge just type in your comments and concerns questions whatnot and hopefully i'll see them and have a chance to respond before we run out of time so um it's looking as though uh i'm guessing that mondays oh goodness that's quick chuck's calling in Hey, Chuck, let me finish something up here real quick. Um, it looks like Monday is probably going to be a replay uh, because it is Labor Day and Mama's off. She's probably going to have something for me to do. I'm going to have to check with her and see what the story is. Um, so I may have a live show on Monday, but then again, I may not. We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> but at this point, I'm guessing it'll probably be a replay. But you never know. Tune in and see. You know, I'll try and put a, a good replay in there if it is one. But uh, we'll adjust accordingly. So what's up, Chuck? Oh, I wanted to finish what I was going to talk about the other day before oh, okay. Robert called in. Yeah. Uh, when he did call in, though, I did try to speak after he did call in. And I don't guess you guys could hear me. Um, you, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um. You just have to make sure you're speaking up good. The, a lot of times the connections are bad because sh we should be able to hear you without any problem. And um, I don't remember hearing you say anything, so I really can't say. But um, it shouldn't mute you. You know, you should still be able to talk, so just make sure that you're speaking up, and um, hopefully that will solve the problem. But uh, I apologize if, if you tried to get in and we didn't acknowledge you. I don't know what was going on there. But, um, you know, just, you know, try harder <laughs> and yell, <laughs> I guess, is the best thing. Worst case scenario, hang up and call back in, and I'll see that, and I'll know that you're trying to say something. Okay. So, so anyway, what's going on? Well, I was going to ask you, first of all, I guess I'll give another testimony. Um, the knot's gone down even more. Good. It's slow, mm -hmm. but you can tell a difference. Yesterday, I woke up, and I'll tell you what I've added to the regimen. I, yesterday, um, why does she do this when I'm, hang on a second, every time. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> All righty. All right, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yesterday I took the four, four, uh, stem cells when I got up 
and I had a little bit of pain when I when I woke up, and I've had some issues. Another issue with um, the the clavicle joint hasn't really been bothering me anymore. The um, uh, right there, where just above the two clavicles in the sternum, in my neck area, I've been feeling some kind of tense tensing i don't know how to describe it it's not because it's not uh, con uh like constant and center it was intermittent and in intermittent where it was um kind of i don't not i don't know how to describe it just kind of tense a little bit it just felt like it just a tiny bit of pain and that that was new hmm. um but what happened is yesterday, after I took that four, it, it relieved some pain, but it wouldn't relieve all the pain. And I was having problems. I, I had an early early uh, delivery block yesterday, so um, at eleven, so that's where I was. And while I was out driving around, I remembered I have salicylic acid in my bag. I carry a mm -hmm. a, a backpack with me all the time. Mm -hmm. It's got all my stuff in it, and um, I got salicylic acid in there without it's, which is, uh, what the medical name I guess you'd give yeah, it aspirin. or whatever for aspirin. Well, without, it's actually acetyl salicylic acid. Acid, but uh, did you get it from a white willow bark source? I got it. I don't know. It it comes from, uh, I think, I think it's Animad that they would give horses and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Animad's a brand that that we get sometimes for MSM and right. Uh, well, I don't. It's in the mall. Let me go see. I think it's in there. Anyway, um, it's without. It's a uh, Anaprim. Yeah, Animad. Mm -hmm. Anaprim P, pure aspirin powder. Um, but it's important to note for people who don't know the the. Salicylic acid is without the talc powder, which is the, what destroys the messes up the stomach line mm -hmm. and causes it to bleed. So, has no talc powder in there, and it, it has a different texture. <laughs> it's not it's not the uh, greatest texture, but the stuff works. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's also been shown to affect be effective against some some cancers. So I took it because of the pain, and I tell you what, within a matter of minutes, that pain was basically gone, and That's I had cool. my movement back again, and then I noticed that it also, the knot started going down even a little bit more, and the, um, and I started taking, uh, I just got in another batch of uh, selenium and started taking four, three times a day. And I've noticed some movement in that knot, and it's gone down. I mean, it really has. That thing was, it was scaring my daughter. She was like, I, That's normally good. we have things under control. If we get problems, we could research it and figure out what it is, and we just self-diagnose and take care of it. Well, that's good. This, just be careful. You're right at the limit with the selenium, 12 caps a day. <clears throat> if you uh, 
you don't want to go beyond that. And you're actually pushing the limit because that's, you know, what Dr. Glidden recommends, a maximum dose for a 200-pound person. You're not quite there. Um, so just be careful. Uh, keep an eye on your hair, your fingernails and stuff, and your, you know, breath. You know, make sure if it takes on a, a, a garlicky or a fishy smell, uh, back off. But, um, you know, that's that's one thing to be careful of with selenium because you can get too much. But... Um, I know Dr. Wallach takes 12 a day, and he doesn't have any problem. He only weighs 160 pounds, so, uh, yeah. you know, everybody's different. You know, I was at that point, and I ended up backing off because I started seeing a little bit of change in my fingernails, and uh, I went down, uh, cut it in half, and now I'm I'm doing about that amount. So it's, you know, you just got to watch it and just make sure you're, you know, listening to your body and doing what it's telling you. Right. Well, I, that's, and that's what I was going to ask you about, too. One was the uh, toenail fungus that I still have. Mm, and yeah. the I got splits going down my fingernails now that I didn't have before. They're not, they're just uh, surface cracks. Mm-hmm. And down the length of the, uh, the fingernail from the cuticle down to the tip. And I, I don't, you know... That may be as a result of the selenium you're taking. Uh, it's hard to say, you know, because it sounds like those have been going a little bit longer than the dose that you're doing. Um, I I wonder, does protein do too much protein? Would that do that? No. Um, and actually, you're taking uh, glucogel, right? Yeah. Because that stuff really makes your fingernails grow like crazy. Um, and it makes them stronger. But... Um, it's hard to say for sure. I would just keep an eye on it. How long ago did you start noticing those uh, cracks? Uh, probably. Why is this thing? Like a month, two months? Um. I just noticed it recently, like about within the last week. Okay. And how long have you been doing the increased dosage of, uh, or what you, you know, you just started the higher end dosage of the selenium. What were you taking before that? I just started, let's see, I've been doing the three cats. See, I was, I think I just started the three. Maybe a week ago. I guess I should start writing this down. Yeah, it'd be a uh, good idea to keep track of that because that might have something to do with it. You may be pushing the limit of what your body's needs for the selenium is. Because um, that's, you know, like I said, when they say funky fingernails, it can take on any different kind of uh, iteration where they flatten out instead of going along the curve of the nail bed. Um, or if they, you know, like you're saying, start cracking and things, that just doesn't sound natural. So, um, if it was me, I would, I would be very careful. Just keep an eye on, uh, watch them as you take this dose that you're doing now. And if they appear to get worse, then immediately I'd start backing off, uh, go back down to like, uh, two bottles a month or something of the selenium and see what happens. Um, now a toenail fungus, that's, you know, a sugar thing. You gotta stay away from sugar as much as possible. 
And um, you know, if uh, have you had your blood sugar checked at all? No, huh? Okay, it might be worth going to the drugstore and just getting one of those do-it-yourself kits. You can get them for a couple of bucks, where you basically poke your finger and put it on their little reagent tab, and it changes color and tells you roughly what your blood sugar is. Um, just to make sure that you're not uh, in the high range. But, um, you know, anything that's fungus-related has to do with, you know, sugar, because fungus loves sugar. So you want to make sure that you're avoiding as many forms of, of, you know, sugar as possible. Don't worry about the longevity products like the BTT and stuff like that. It's glycemic-friendly, and it's not going to cause a problem. But the... um, Anything else, you know, fruits, whether they're fresh, dried, frozen, anything like that, juices, um, try to avoid those things. I know you're probably not doing much in the, the soda line, but I'd stay away from that stuff. Um, and starchy carbohydrates, for that matter. Uh, try and keep your vegetable intake on the, uh, the green side kind of thing. And uh, then at the same time, you know, uh, one thing you can do, is colloidal silver, both consuming it orally and topically. You can actually, um, you know, some people have had results just, you know, get a glass bowl and uh, pour some colloidal silver into it and just soak your toes in it, believe it or not. Um, You can do that. Uh, Mine cleared, I had some, uh, it wasn't real, there's only a couple of toenails, uh, but they cleared up simply just by avoiding the sugars and, you know, doing the the uh, nutritional stuff and extra minerals. Um, and that basically cleared them up, and they're, they're good now. Uh, take some time. You know, basically six months to a year sometimes it can take that long for them to clean up, obviously because part of it is the growth of the nail and what's going on in the bed underneath it. Right. So you got to it, – it's not a fast – you know, deal, but, um, I was also doing colloidal silver, I believe too, and just orally. And, um, you know, those things will, will basically help quite a bit and it just takes some time, but the nutrition, the minerals, you know, staying away from the sugars and colloidal silver, those are the primary things that I've seen that have worked uh, for me and for other people. Let me see if I can find anything in Dr. Glidden's book about that. I don't know if he... Uh, do 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 do. I got a, I got a uh, aromatherapy book. Essential mm-hmm. oils is supposed to be the complete guide, and I was trying to find that because uh, my daughter was talking about putting the uh, oh a couple of drops of the frankincense on the roof of the mouth. And for, I guess for better absorption or something. And she said it's been it's helped people who've had I guess brain cancers and things before. And so she told me to do that. And then she said uh, so she told me to go look in that book and see what it says. It doesn't say nothing on cysts. Hmm. <laughs> it doesn't say anything on toenail fungus. <laughs> complete. No, Doc's, uh, <clears throat> Glidden's book doesn't have anything on toenail fungus either. But I think in the past when I've heard him talk about it, it's, it's basically what I just covered. Um, and the thing, uh, oral or oral use of, uh, uh, essential oils, just be careful and make sure that whatever oil you're using is one that's certified is generally safe for, you know, uh, consumption. Yeah. Consumption because, uh, some are, some aren't. 
And uh, there's a major hurdle when it comes to the FDA if you say it's grass, generally safe for consumption. Um, it's a whole different set of things. And from what I understand, the longevity line is not listed as grass, although they really are. Um, that's what I've been told. Uh, and they do that just because they're met they don't want to mess with the extra, uh, hassle, but they yeah. supposedly they are therapeutic grade and they're safe. Um, but there are certain ones. And again, I would check the books too, as to, you know, which ones you want to use internally and which ones you want to keep for external. I've never done frankincense other than topically. Uh, personally, and I've never heard of anybody else talking about using them. Uh, just from the smell of it, I don't know what the taste would be like. It would probably be pretty nasty. I know myrrh is really bad. <laughs> uh, I, had, I had a girl in school one time that was having a, a toothache problem, and I said, let's try a little myrrh, and we put just a, I put a little drop on her finger, and she rubbed it on her gums, and she about turned inside out from the taste of it. But within a few yeah. minutes, her pain was gone. So, <laughs> but that it was funny watching good. her. But uh, clover is good for that too. Yeah, yeah, clover oil is good. Um, um, okay, well, <laughs> the uh, what was I going to say? No, it, I've used it in the roof of my mouth already. I've done oh, it a couple of times. It's not, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not, I love the smell of it. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not bad. Good. But, you know, it's just not one of those things that you expect to taste really good. Of course, when it's on the roof of the mouth, you don't have taste buds up there. So unless you rub your tongue on it, chances are it wouldn't be all that bad. It gets in the mouth. You, yeah. you still taste it. Because yeah, so. it's, you know, it's wet. <laughs> it works its way around. But uh, it's, uh, it's not the greatest taste, but I mean, it's oils better. aren't. I'm no, and I'm I'm different than some people are. I I can uh, I don't know if it's because I was in the army or whatever, in the stuff we we <laughs> used go to things that taste like crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I can I can stomach stuff that like right. my daughter and my dad can't, and they're they both. So I just look at them and shake my head. I'm yeah, like I'm I, the same I, way. I, you know, so I, so. What's somebody else can't stand doesn't you know doesn't bring this mm-hmm. mean anything for me. Right. Um, anyway, suck it up, cupcake. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the BTT. I'm like, I like the BTT. I don't understand why people don't like the BTT. Yeah. Well, it took. I like them know, both. both. My wife likes She's the old got- one. I like them both, and you know, some people like you know the new one and. Then the osteo effects, the difference between the liquid and the powder. It's, it's like, hey, you know, you need it. Use it. Shut up. Quit whining. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I like them both too, and I can I can take both of them. Yeah, you know, it's uh, a small fraction of your day. Put up with it for a second or two. You're going to be better because of it. <laughs> you know, well, they're funny. But my daughter got used to it and is like is likes it now, mm-hmm. and so I guess. Hopefully, I think the same thing is happening with my dad. But. Yeah, everybody I've dealt with, when they first, you know, the more screwed up they are, the less they like the taste of this stuff. But if they stick it out, usually within a couple of weeks to a month, they get to the point where they actually like it and they hate to be without it. 
And it's just because it takes a little adjustment and their body gets adjusted to it and it fixes itself. And all of a sudden their, their taste changes. And, yep. uh, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people tell me the same thing. I hated it at first, but now I love it, you know, and it's just because, yep. well, you were screwed up at first. Now you're getting better and, you know, your body likes the things that makes it better. Yep. yep. And I, I was here just recent, just within this week or two, whenever I had to reorder, I was thinking about putting it off um, because I was, there I got some other things that I was wanting to buy, and I can buy them quicker if I put that, <laughs> that off, of course. Mm-hmm. And when it came right down to it, it's like, no, I can't do without it. I just, <laughs> I've done this before where there's been a lapse between uh, when I run out and the next one yeah. comes in. And I'm like, this water, <sighs> I put salt in and stuff, and it just like, it is not the same. I don't like it. And I guess in that regards, I've become a wimp. It's like, it's like, man, I don't like it. I don't want to have to drink this. It's, it's just become, it's like, uh, I don't like water without salt in it now. Hmm. And it takes some getting used to when you put, uh, when you start putting salt into water, some, I guess it takes some, a little getting used to, but now that I'm used to it, I can taste the difference and I, I don't like it. Um, so but now that I've gotten used to the BTT being in there or, or the, um, now I'm, I mixed two bottles with a little bit of vinegar, the, the apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. and, the, and the osteo FX and the BTT. Oh, okay. And so, so I've got all three of my containers that I drink throughout the day, have some, some one of those in there. So I'm not in the minerals and I'm not missing that taste so even in the uh the last bottle which doesn't have the btt in it um because i put it in the first two i it doesn't bother me it's still uh it's still good Hmm. so i've got some kind of taste in them and i'm used to it and i'm like man i just don't know (laughs) i just keep thinking what what happens if they (laughs) for some reason they run out or they have a shortage or they shut down or the the stuff hits the fan and I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have to find some some kind of dirt or something <laughs> to make it herbs or something to make it taste. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be wimpy like my like my daughter is sometimes. Uh oh. Yeah, what goes around comes around. I know. Hey, I got a good testimony here right before the show. I had uh, had several in the last couple of days people contacting me about the Cerule products, and I had a guy I talked to that he signed up uh, last month and uh, was getting ready to reorder. And uh, he and a friend of his is using the stuff, and he's in pretty good shape, so he really hasn't noticed anything other than a major boost in his energy levels and, and clarity of thought and things like that, just overall well-being improvement. But uh, his friend has cataracts and normally in order to see well enough she's got to wear her glasses just to be able to make coffee in the mornings and uh, he was talking to her today and uh, she said that she had realized that she had gotten up and made it all the way into the bathroom before she realized that she didn't have her glasses on and they were still on the top of her head (laughs) not down over her eyes so her cataracts apparently are improving considerably 
Justin. It's only been about uh, probably three weeks since they signed. He signed up, and they start using this stuff. So she's already seeing improvements in her eyes and other things as well. So just wanted to pass that along. Just one more anecdotal uh, form of evidence that this stuff is amazing. And uh, what was that? How long did that take? Um, like I said, they signed up. He signed up probably three weeks ago, maybe. So less than a month. And, uh, wow. yeah. So, and I'm not sure, I don't know how much they were using, whether, you know, two to three bottles a month, maybe. Cause he signed up with six bottles originally for the pack that he got. But, uh, uh, I don't know how much she was using, but, uh, I would imagine somewhere between two and six capsules a day. And, uh, she's already seeing in that short time an improvement in her vision. So that's pretty good. You know, when you get up and walk around and realize that you don't have your glasses on and you're still seeing pretty good, <laughs> that's nice. Now, today, my vision is a whole lot better. I don't know what it was yesterday. I was having a hard fo- hard time focusing, sitting here at the computer. Everything on the screen was kind of blurry, and it was kind of hard to read stuff. But today, everything's nice and sharp again. And uh, I switched uh, well, a couple of weeks ago. I started doing uh, three caps, uh, two caps three times a day. Two in the morning, two at noon, or in the afternoon, and two before I go to bed. And um, I'm seeing the same kind of thing. Overall, my vision seems to be getting sharper, and um, I'm needing the reading glasses less and less. Um, and energy and concentration is still, you know, on the up level. It's it's going good, and all the you know the stiffness and aches and pains and things, not a problem. Mm-hmm. Going up and down stairs is much better. So things are getting better and better. My legs are getting stronger. So I'm getting able to get out and do some more walking and things like that. So I just got to start working it and taking advantage of the extra strength. But uh, stuff's working. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's good. I'll be glad whenever this knot's gone because I think a lot of what I'm taking has been, oh, <clears throat> messing with that knot. So because mm-hmm. I've been having... I mean, overall, I do feel better, and I do have more energy, and uh, I might have more spring in my step. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are days where I just, where I have, for whatever reason, have taken a little jog, and I just, and I feel good. Yeah. Uh, just not, I mean, just a little sprint from one, like, oh, I don't know, 20 feet or something like that, and I just feel like I could keep going mm-hmm. uh, and just feel great. And the, but, there are days too. Sometimes here, off and on, I have some problems with. Um, like one day, I was out delivering, and all of a sudden, my the inner right knee started bothering me, where I where it was tender when I stepped on it, and so I was limping around for a little bit, and then eventually it cleared up before the the delivery route was over. So I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what's going on. It, it comes and goes. It, it's very, very uh, doesn't happen hardly at all. Mm-hmm. But it has a little bit here and there, and so on either in in both knees. And I'm not sure exactly. You know, I damaged the one and had that fractured the plateau at one point and put it had a lizard put on it, and then and I think because of all the I was using my right leg a lot more with crutches for, shoot, I don't know, three months at least. And then off and on probably for the next 
Well, I got it off in three months, so probably it was at least three months, maybe a little longer. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think I've, I've stressed that knee out and uh, wore it out faster, or yeah. where it was wearing it down faster. And so from time to time, I have a little bit of issue. Normally, I don't, but... Yeah, they say when that happens, that's the time to take a little extra. <clears throat> if you, um, you know, if you work a joint or something and it's sore, that's the time to uh, take some extra Stem Enhance Ultra because the body is sending out signals saying that this is where it needs repair. And um, then you can release the stem cells and they go there to fix it. Um, the other thing I love about this company is they keep you in the loop. I just got a text from them this morning at 11.27 Eastern Time says caring crew which is their their um, customer service people caring crew down today and tomorrow jury duty and sickness means we are down to one person please be patient with us or email us for a response apologies and the fact that they would send out a text to everybody to keep you in the loop as to what's going on and expect that there might be delays in the in uh getting uh customer service that's pretty cool i've never seen anybody do that <laughs> i mean they are really really good and so far every every contact i've had with the folks at customer service and the caring crew has been excellent they are really really good at taking care of the distributors that's what they're there for they want to make sure that everybody distributors customers are getting what they want and um, getting the best results they can and um, that text this morning really surprised me. It's like, man, that's cool. You know, I would never, I would never expect anything like that from Longevity or CTFO. <laughs> um, yeah. They just wouldn't think of it. But these guys are on ball. They're on the ball. They're on top of things. It's really cool. Um, I love that about the company. They're really customer service oriented. But, uh, and uh, as a home-based business opportunity from what i've seen you know pay wise and efficiency wise and quality of the products it'd be tough to beat it's a rule yeah that's you know based on the bang you get for your buck with the products and you know everything else i've seen experience wise um they're just really good they pay great um you know i've made more money in you know three weeks than i've made in the last year with ctfo not saying that ctfo isn't a good company it's just the pay scale is different, and there's a whole lot of different things about it. I still love CTFO, and I love their products, but uh, from a moneymaker, you know, Cerule's, you know, way ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I need to get, I, this is the dumbest thing. I ordered three or four different, uh, maybe five brochures that were, I don't know, 50s, 100, I don't know what they each, and I can't find them. For I what, do not what I did with them. For what product line? Uh, for the stem cell and the different, there's like three or four of them. Oh, yeah. Different ones, and I cannot find the, the brochures. Well, that stinks. You need to figure I out know. what you did with them. <laughs> Make sure your sister didn't, or your daughter didn't swipe them and start passing them out with all their deliveries. <laughs> That'd be an idea. No, Put, That's you know, another put your thing. information on it and stick one with every box that goes out, you know. <laughs> she and my dad, okay, they they got the same six-pack that I did. Mm -hmm. And they got their little booklet, their little uh, 
enclosure or whatever yeah. you call this that's got all the brochures in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. Plus, they got a book. Let's see, where's that? Hmm. I don't know where. He's got a little booklet that uh, had a. What is that booklet that came with it? Um, there was a little, there's a little thing. It's like a box that holds the brochures. Um, it sounds like they just, did they just send you just the product? They sent me the product and they sent me two brochures. Huh. Yeah, and you should was, have gotten a, a three ring binder uh, that has the information about the business and all that. Uh, if you didn't, just call the company and tell them you didn't get it, and they'll send it to you, I'm sure. I need to. And then uh, I've been planning on it. I just haven't done it. Or better yet, uh, send them an email now because they're going to be down for the next couple of days. <laughs> and that's something that's not really requires a major response or anything to say, hey, you know, when my package came, I didn't get the, you know, I've talked to other people who were in the business, and they got these things, and I didn't. Could you please send them to me? And I'm sure they will. Yeah, because when I got mine, it came in a big box. Uh, it was probably a foot by a foot by eight or ten inches. It was a pretty good sized book. You know, it was bigger than that even. And it had the um, had the three ring binder. Then it had a box that had flip type thing that held the products. And then there was another smaller uh, flip tab type box that had the the uh, brochures in it. And uh, all of that was part of the distributor pack. And if you didn't get that, then, yeah, you should call them and, or send them a note just saying, hey, I didn't get those. Could you please send them to me? And I'm sure they will. But, um, yeah, that's kind of odd. Well, and Longevity did the same thing. They sent my daughter a, a, a box that houses the um, – She's got more info in it and that was sent to her than that was sent to me. More catalogs and stuff. So that's kind of weird. They they change things up a lot. <clears throat> it's funny because they have these little programs they roll out. A big promotion. They say, yeah, you'll be if you do this, you'll always get front row seating at the events, and you get this, and you get that, and you get that, and within a year or so. Nobody ever heard of it. <laughs> you, know, you know, they had this thing was called the VIP, where if you were on auto ship, you paid nine ninety five a month, and you could pick the type of shipping that you wanted. You got they had little samples or different gifts that they would send you each month, and most of the time it was garbage. But every once in a while, there'd be something decent in it, and um, it also came with uh, they had a special VIP uh, seating section in all the events which was never big enough to accommodate all the people that had signed up. And uh, I was never able to get into it, even though I was signed up from the minute they initiated it. And I finally got to the point where, you know, they they stopped giving you the shipping that you wanted, which in my case, I want a priority mail. And it would, even though I was paying the extra money supposedly for that purpose, you know, they a lot of times would ship it a different way and it would take me, you know, four times as long to get it. And I finally said, screw this. I canceled the VIP and shipped, you know, set it all to go to my post office box. So they have to do it by priority mail. And uh, it's been good ever since. I just have to drive to the post office to get my stuff. But it beats the idiot postal carrier leaving it in front of my garage door. So I back over it when I leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, it's nuts. I have, 
I got that too, but they don't always do it uh, like they should. This week, the ship went out on it was ordered was on Monday was actually before then. No, I it was an auto ship. I ordered Friday or Saturday or something. So Monday rolls around, and the order goes out that day actually, and shows up here on Wednesday, which is how it's supposed to work. But mm-hmm. it doesn't always do that. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes they ship it from Memphis. Sometimes they ship it from California. Yeah. And usually, if it comes from Memphis, it's usually on time and faster. But, um, you know, like Wednesday, it came from California. And, I mean, uh, Monday, it came from California and showed up Wednesday. So, Wednesday, first thing in the morning. So, I don't know. Yeah, it depends on what's in the order because they do have a couple of different uh, warehouses. And the computer's designed to pick the best one that'll get it to you the quickest, supposedly. Uh, whether that actually happens or not is another story. Um, but I've seen most of my stuff, you know, at least the auto ship orders. Um, you know, mine was, uh, my wife's was supposed to process on Tuesday of this week. And according to this, it doesn't didn't ship until Wednesday. Um, let's see what the tracking is showing. Come on. Uh, Expected delivery Friday. So, yeah, it was shipped yesterday. It'll get there tomorrow, which is the two-day thing. But, unfortunately, you know, it didn't ship on Tuesday like it should have. Otherwise, it would have been available today. And Mm. it is what it is. Sometimes the warehouse gets backed up a little bit uh, more. But mine almost always come from San Diego, Um, seems like. But um, I order pretty much the same thing every time, you know, but if I, I adjust a little bit. But um, de-stress, glucogel, enzymes, Prost-FX, and companion dog chewable combo pack. <laughs> you know, the dogs, I got to make sure the dogs get their stuff. And uh, they love it. The uh, It's good stuff. Anyway. Um, Feed your animals any of the uh, blooming minerals? Uh, no, they get the Arthrodex, which has the minerals in it. You know, I use the Bloomin' and Minerals on my horses, um, and it helps them. Uh, they get a, about an eighth of a cup every day in their, you know, morning and evening. So they're getting about a quarter cup of, of minerals per day on their food, and, um, they eat it. You know, they get, you know, we do a sweet feed and, um, uh, just throw the minerals in on top of it and they eat it down. Um, huh. Yeah. Dr. Wallach recommends if, if a horse has like founder or something like that, use uh, equal parts of a good sweet feed, uh, like a cup of that, a cup of bone meal and a cup of minerals. And then slowly, you know, they'll get to the point where you can back off on the bone meal and the minerals and go to a maintenance dose. And that's pretty much we've done what we've done. We've been had they've been on it for years, uh, probably five years, something like that. And uh, now we're down to where we just put about an eighth of a cup twice a day. And um, they seem to do pretty well. I've got my oldest is, uh, I think, 31, 32 years old. And wow. he's still, you know, I call him from the back pasture and he comes running. Um, still got plenty <laughs> of energy and all that kind of stuff, you know. And uh, my, uh, the filly, so to speak, she's a, a 20... 22-year-old filly. <laughs> but uh, she's still got plenty of spunk and get up and go. 
And of course, our little miniature horse—he's—he's he's doing really good, and he's—he's he's the the middle range age-wise. Um, but uh, yeah, they're all doing fine, just on the sweet feed and the grass and hay and and blooming minerals. A lot more economical. <laughs> yeah. Do you um, do you ride them? Not anymore. Um, it's been oh goodness. It's been probably six or seven years since the last, you know, since any of them had a saddle on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just pretty much, they're just pets, shovel it in one end and out the other now. You know, the the oldest, the Tennessee Walker in his 30s, I mean, he's he's out to pasture. You know, you wouldn't want to put a saddle on him at this point. Uh, the other mm-hmm. one, the, the uh, Palomino, she probably could. She's, like I said, she's 22, but, you know, she's a hard-headed mule kind of horse that, uh, she had to go, she went to college, actually. Uh, there's a, a Finley University, which is not about an hour and a half from us. Uh, they have an equine program where they take people's horses that it, that horse will become a student's, you know, uh, project for a, for a semester. And they take a raw horse that's not broken, and by the time it's over with, the students graded on how well the horse is broken and, you know, saddle broke and, uh, how well they do under saddle and that kind of thing. Well, Honey had to go two semesters. <laughs> she was that hard-headed. And uh, they we want to keep her for another semester if that's okay. Sure. You know, because they basically <laughs> paid for everything. You know, you just you get them up there and they, you know, feed them and take care of them. They get the vet bills and everything, and the student takes care of it. And, uh, you know, she went through two semesters of it, came home, and she was really good. But then... You know, shortly after that, we just, you know, we didn't ride them enough, and uh, she pretty much reverted mm-hmm. back. I don't know what would happen if you try and put a saddle on her now. She wouldn't be crazy about it. I know that. Um, mm-hmm. Probably look for low <laughs> tree branches. But, uh, you know, they. I just like, you know, it's good therapy just to sit there and look out the kitchen window and see them out there in the pasture doing their thing and, you know, brushing them and picking their hooves and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't care. I don't really need to ride them per se. <laughs> My dad had a uh, horn horse when I was young and really young. And she, um, I remember going out, they kept him on some guy's land, him and my uncle. And I think my uncle had a horse too. And he named her Queen. Her name was Queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she. She was ornery and did not like to be ridden. Oh yeah, and had a she had a temper. And finally, he got rid of her. But she liked the you. If you tried to ride her, nobody could stick on her very long. She knew was getting bucked. Mm-mm-mm. So he wound up having to to get rid of her. So yeah, but she was not. She was not having it. She would not be ridden. Yep. Yeah, I had uh, our our the mother of our Palomino was princess, <laughs> and she was, mm. used to be a barrel racer. And uh, you know, when we got her, we didn't realize nobody realized she was pregnant, so we got two for the price of one. And she was a Palomino, and the baby was a Palomino, which is very unusual. But um, she was, you know, cranky, <laughs> you know. She was my horse. That's the one that I normally rode until she got colic and we had to put her down. And then her daughter became my horse that I rode 
and she was kind of the same way you know would she'd do all the stuff you know holding her breath when you try to put the saddle on you know making sure that you know, the thing didn't strap on good and tight and then when once you got on it, she'd let her lungs out, and then the thing would get loose, and you'd fall off. <laughs> Those kind of things. But, you know, she did the stuff that horses do, and uh, it's crazy. But, you know, like I said, I don't mind not riding them. I like just looking at them. They're, they're pretty. But I uh, wanted to look at some of the things in the news. Got some weird stuff. You know, Ilan Omar is uh, acting goofy. She's calling for the U.N. occupation of the United States. And AOC was saying the U.N. needs to take over our borders. Can you believe that crap? <laughs> There's some now, nuts. This, this is an oxymoronic thing. How can they be anti-Israel and then call on the U.N. to involve us in everything? Mm -hmm. I, That's when just how stupid they are. Israel's involved in all this stuff, and then we have the Zionists who are involved in it. So it's... <laughs> Yeah. It's well, on top of that, you know, for years people have been worried. I mean, I'm I can remember years ago when I would go down to the Smoky Mountains, and um, you would see "Welcome to Smoky Mountain National Park, a UN Biosphere Reserve." I stopped and took a picture of myself next to that sign, and there was such an outcry that that sign's been changed. When I was down there a couple of weeks ago, it just says "Welcome to Smoky Mountains National Park, Pigeon Forge Entrance." <laughs> You know, really? they, they took out the U.N., but it's still a U.N. biosphere reserve. They just don't advertise it. And people have been up in arms about the U.N. taking over things in this country for years and years and years. And here's people in Congress that are openly calling for the U.N. occupation. You know, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, put a blue hat on her. Don't put a blue hat on her. She shows up at my yard with one of them little white vans. I'll shoot her just as much. I'll shoot anybody that comes there on the, you know, U.N. You know, she's an enemy of the of the people uh bad news yeah, that woman is just absolutely goofy has no business in this country and needs to be charged criminally and uh, getting out gotten out of here you know period and aoc is just as bad she's saying the un needs to take over our border so she's you know good grief it's well they nuts. i mean look basically they they have anyway so they can call openly call for it but they they control everything. Mm -hmm. Everything runs through the UN. And from my understanding is that a country has to be bankrupt to be a member of them anyway. So, um, <clears throat> at least I that, you know, know. I, that that's what, uh, I think it was Rod Class or somebody that was making that statement before that you had to be bankrupt in order to, to be a member of the UN. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know either. Because uh, evidently there are different there are different federal reserves um, or central banks, I should say, yep. in in the countries. Not just they're not all Rothschilds, so, mm -hmm. evidently. So, um, which I tend to think that Russia is one of those, and maybe China, but I'm not sure, not totally sure. But. Um, I, but you see, you know, the thing is, my thing about, and I, from, uh, from watching some of the true news broadcasts and stuff on, uh, Trump and the Zionists and stuff, I'm of the mindset now that he's, and that somebody, some, uh, a commenter had commented that in one of his books, he had stated, um, 
it's something about money, and I can't remember what the name of it is. But in the book, he states that he he's practiced Kabbalism. Kabbalism. So, uh, which I don't doubt. I, I with all the people he's got surrounded him, and how he tends towards that way, I don't. It does not uh, shock me at all. Um, but I think, and and but what I was going where I was going with that is this building up of the wall on the border. I don't like it. I think that uh, it, I still got in the back of my head remembering what Ron Paul said about building a border up against that wall. It works two ways. <laughs> so, yeah. You can keep people in and you can keep people out. So um, I and I tend to think that even though there are at this point, guns, millions of guns in the hands of hopefully good people in this, in this uh, country. If, even though it's there, I see a tendency towards what the Bolsheviks did in Russia and what they would like to do here. So... <clears throat> I don't know how they would try to get the guns out of everybody's hands or if they would even care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's, there's signs. There, I mean, that's why we, that's not totally why, but that's one of the reasons why there are those people preparing. Mm -hmm. So yep. not just, it could be a disaster. It doesn't have to be man-made. It could be God-made. It could, I mean, the weather related. So, we need to prepare regardless. But ultimately, that was the plan when they created this country was for us to be free and to have the arms in the, in the uh, everyday citizens' hands. Oh, yeah. So we defend ourselves. Yeah, that's why I but, covered the thing yesterday on the red flag laws, and um, that's going to be a real problem. But, you yeah, know, there's so much going on. It's all, you know craziness right now you know the typical the, the global warming people are getting slapped upside the head left and right here's another one the iconic symbol of the global warming narrative the lowly polar bear is often portrayed by the media as an endangered species but increasingly has no natural habitat in which to live thanks to the alleged melting of the polar ice caps but new reports suggest that we've all been lied to about this mm as there's actually now an overabundance of polar bears living in places like Nunavut, Canada, which has fast becoming a threat to humans. <laughs> According to the Canadian media, climate change is still real, despite the inconvenient truth. It just hasn't yet affected any of the polar bears living in Canada's Arctic regions, con contradicting <laughs> what climate alarmists like Al Gore have long claimed as part of their efforts to further restrict people's freedoms while pushing for the implementation of global carbon taxes. So, yeah, we've got more and more, you know, polar bears out there that are supposedly drowning to death because they're such poor swimmers, <laughs> which is nothing but a lie. I mean, they're the best swimmers on the planet that, you know, other than things like fish. <laughs> but when it comes yep. to mammals, they are the best. They swim up to 200 miles. You know, bears are, polar bears are, are amazing creatures. 
And there's not fewer of them. There are more of them. And now we're getting too many of them. Now what are we going to (laughs) do? Boy, I'll tell you what. Just one more thing that slaps, you know, the climate change people upside the head. Liar, liar, pants on fire. (laughs) Isn't there a story of a polar bear showing up in Alaska? Do what now? I I was thinking that there had been a story of a polar bear showing up in Alaska or something. something. Oh, there's polar bears all over the place, I guess. <clears throat> they're um they're insane <laughs> the, the uh see what they've done though is exactly what brent this brings to mind what brent had said last i think it was last week when he said he had a chance to talk to roy moore mm-hmm. judge moore the yep. uh, was it uh, another guy i can't remember the other guy's name <clears throat> But he had a chance to ask them, and these are law guys, right? Oh, yeah. And about, no, I know, oh, what's his name? It's uh, Paris. Uh, the homeschool defense guy, Paris. Uh, hmm. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. And he, Jim Paris. He, he, had a, he had a chance to talk to both of them at the same time, I guess. And he asked them about the... What they, who the, if the Supreme Court was the ultimate arbiter, yeah, the uh, final the, say on things, and you know, they both said yes, and they both said it's yes. not uncommon. You mean you know, it's not what I was taught in school where there's divided government and they they're equal and they keep each other from one another, either one of them having power, and so, so it goes back to that. And exactly. then the fact think, that the the people are the final arbiters. Yes, yes, they are. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to what they're not teaching in schools, right? And they're probably not teaching what you just stated about the polar bear being one of the greatest swimmers alive. Oh yeah, you go to any, any public school today and ask what they're taught about polar. Oh, they're they're going to become extinct because they're, they're they don't have the ice caps and the you know they don't they're drowning and all this stuff. Bull crap. You know, yeah, see, everything they're, they're taught, taught in school is just a, a lie, it seems. Yeah. They're not taught. They're probably not taught that about the to, the the polar bear itself and its and its uh, specific physicality, mm-hmm. its physical uh, uh, features about it. They're probably not taught that. Oh, no. So it dumb down all the information. So they run around telling, uh, putting out this fear mongering. Yeah. Uh, the world is going to end today, and no, in twelve years. <laughs> twelve years from any given time, that's when the world is going to end. You know, my Gore, man, twenty some years ago or thirty years ago, Al Gore said the world was going to end in twelve years. Now AOC is saying we've got twelve years before it ends. When Al Gore was born, there were thirty thousand glaciers on the face of the earth, and today only thirty thousand remain. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's how stupid Al Gore is, you know, and, but the sad thing is, you know, I don't put it all on Al Gore. I put it all on the idiots that listen to him and believe him. You know, that's what the about, sad thing. What about their parents though? This is the thing. This is well, yeah. this the generational parents are just thing. as dumbed down as the kids are, unfortunately. And those Generation. that are smart enough to realize it's a lie still don't have the guts to tell the kids otherwise. You know, that's a, a big gener- problem. A generation is probably what? 20 years. Mm, so, 2025. But, you know, unfortunately, our generation is 
stop for today because we're out of time. <laughs> we hopefully will be back Monday. I don't know if it's going to be a replay or not. You'll just have to tune in and see. But uh, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We will see you all next week. Take care and God bless. Have a good one. Thanks, Chuck. Talk to you later.